Who is that? Oh my goodness. It is. What an epic lead up. Wow, what an experience. This is episode 34. Kept you waiting, huh? Of your favorite podcast. Oh, God, it hurts. God, it hurts. Oh, yes. And uh, you're not hearing things. We do have our favorite animal person, Optimus, with us today, along with the Six Button Samurai, my beautiful buddy and the co-host, one of two hosts of this show. How are you guys? How are you, hip cats? Uh, I'm really good. Uh, Thanks for having me on the show again, Game Agent ET. I love being here. Always a pleasure, man. Always come, come, come visit. Yeah, we always love you. Come on, dude. And uh, James, what's going on with you? Staying cool in the summertime. I haven't gotten too hot here in Tucson yet, which is kind of fucking freaky, man. Yeah, I mean, it's been unseasonably mellow. Yeah, it's weird. Really? It's fucking it, weird, dude. It should be 105 it, by now, and it hasn't even broke really 100 hardly at all. That's well, it's going to be 105 like a week from now. But the fact keep that, saying that. We'll see. The fact that we yeah. haven't been sweating our balls off for like three right. weeks already is weird. weird. Yeah, yeah. It's super weird. It, if, you, if you're not from Arizona, we usually hit 100 degrees at like May. <laughs> yeah, usually April. by my birthday, it's 100. And yeah. by Memorial Day, it's over 101, 102. Usually by the first week of June, we've hit 105. We're in the second week of June, we haven't broke 100 yet. And I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? I mean, uh, Arizona's not alone because Japan, I'm, I've been wearing uh, like uh, my hoodie at times. Because uh, it's uh, the start of rainy season, and uh, temperatures haven't hit normal summer temperatures yet. It's been kind of crazy here as well. I don't know what's going on. I feel like it's just setting us up for the kill, though. Like, at some point, it's going to get exceedingly stupid hot, and we're just going to be like, oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe, maybe Mike's right in that, you know, that this is the uncharacteristically mellow summer who knows i just hope we get some rain or it's just yeah. global warming at its worst now and we're all doomed <laughs> but in the meantime enjoy our show but if we're doomed we gotta go wow such music today i i just love it okay so Let's start off the, our show today with uh, some news uh, about, uh, well, uh, Optimus, last time you came here, uh, we were talking about the Super Mario movie. Mm-hmm. By yeah. and it, uh, all of us really liked it. I think everyone loved it. No, oh, everybody and, in my household loved it. Yeah. Even, even my wife, who's not really into video games, she laughed her ass off and had a great time with the movie. So. Yeah. Yeah, fans. I was even talking with other people that don't live in my home, and they enjoyed it too. So I know it's not just me and my girlfriend. Well, it made a shit ton of money, so obviously it was well done. Yeah, and uh, my sister's uh, daughter loved it, and uh, my 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 sister loved it, and uh, yeah, people in Japan loved it. It Had a great opening weekend. Uh, We 
And uh, now there's news that because, uh, yeah, it's been making so much money, Nintendo wants to talk with Illumination, possibly making a Legend of Zelda movie. Dude, mm-hmm. I saw that story the other day, and I was like, holy shit. I'm, all, I'm super excited, but at the same time, one of the things I'm kind of worried about... Yeah. Link doesn't really talk. Yeah. And I don't... I, I, <laughs> no, one like, of many questions. It, it brings yeah, a lot of I questions. I mean, he talked a lot in the crappy uh, late 80s, early 90s <laughs> Super Mario Brothers Super Show yeah. Zelda cartoon. Well, but well, excuse me, Princess. He doesn't talk a lot. So I'm wondering, how are they going to put no, no, this you, off? You, you forgot the Philips CDI game. Oh God! <laughs> I can't wait to so bomb the I didn't forget it, Ed. I just buried it in the <laughs> back corner somewhere. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, that's, that's trauma repression. Not yeah. you know choosing oh. to. Oh, sorry to forget a thing. Sorry to rip off those. That scars. is a straight up. Oh God, it hurts. Yeah. The Philips CDI Zelda. Oh God, yeah. it hurts. Yeah, if we ever take this to video, you know, and start. You know, making YouTube videos, we're gonna have to do a marathon of us playing those games and see how much we can tolerate before we. I will watch you do so. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be great. I don't think I could do that to myself. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I I love what they accomplished with Super Mario Brothers, even though like their movies were not my thing. I think their sense of humor played well with this and they they chose a smart idea in terms of making the mario brothers themselves like humans in our world that went to this strange other world i'm hoping they can pull off a similar thing for zelda i think they really nailed mario i just yeah it's gonna be a lot harder that style right that's what i mean i was like I was like, this sounds awesome, but how? Because Link doesn't yeah. fucking talk. Like, how are you well, gonna make this movie? Not not only that, like uh the Super Mario Brothers had a little bit of humor, which really goes right. well with uh, the the series hey. itself. But what about Zelda? Zelda you... had humor in the uh crappy Super Mario Brothers Super Show Zelda cartoon. Yeah, <laughs> but will it work well? I, mean, I don't know. Well, you already be know there's as gonna be a joke about the chickens. Oh, the <laughs> like, there will be things like that to mine for it. But yeah. I just, you know, it's very hard to ignore the entire other realm of possibilities for this. Right. I mean, like, the How to Train Your Dragon movies were actually definitely closer in tone to something like a Zelda. My so kids I could have seen, like, a DreamWorks take on it. All of those it. movies, yeah. Yeah, and they're really good. Yeah, um, they're all really fun. So I could have well, seen that. I could have, I mean, I'll be honest. Like, in my heart of hearts, I would give, like, my left nut to see, like, a take a stab at a Legend of Zelda movie after, like, Kubo and the Two Strings. And the uh, whole right. Oh, right. I remember that there. animation. That yeah, was a great yeah. one. Like, I, I could see that, too. So I would love to see that, but, you know, I also was pleasantly surprised with Super Mario Brothers, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt if yeah. this comes to pass. I hope it's good, but I I concur with Optimus here that there are definitely some hurdles well, that are a bit taller. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, uh, as everyone knew, like, uh, my 
you know, takes before I watched the movie, uh, they proved me wrong. And I was happy they proved me wrong. So I, I will definitely anticipate watching this movie but uh one big question i had was well zelda isn't really a consistent type of series like mario is mario is mario but link has gone through a lot of transformation mm, not only with that the timeline mm-hmm. but the look. are we gonna get like young link like Mm-hmm. You know, like the twelve-year-old Link. Are we gonna get like the sixteen-year-old Link? Are we gonna get you know? Yeah, that's that'll definitely yeah. be interesting to see how they handle that. Yeah, and Zelda also was a different type of person in almost almost each game as well, and Ganon as well. And what do you do? Do you follow one of those storylines, or do you make <laughs> your own storyline? That's Another whoa, 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 whoa. They gotta follow know. the classic, they gotta follow the classic storyline. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it feels like something in the realm of like something quasi modeled after like Link to the Past. Well, I was gonna, I mean, no, that's that's you and me, Hopkins. <laughs> I was gonna say for the franchise writ large. It's probably the story of Ocarina of Time. God damn it. I know. But I'm just saying, in doing so, that would allow them to have both a young youth and an older one. You're right. That's true. And you've got, like, all the kind of base ingredients for that story. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I even, uh, to be perfectly honest about it, I'm always somebody that's sort of like, I, I don't really believe in the idea of a Zelda timeline. That, like, they're all stories that are connected in the same world. Like, to me, Zelda was always, like, it was the tin can telephone line thing. Right. Or, like, it's the same story. It's just told told differently by different cultures and different parts of the world. I feel like there are a few of the games in that series that are connected, but then other of the games kind of do their own things in their own ways, which is great. I feel Mm -hmm. like... One, two, and Link to the Past are kind of a trilogy that can stand on their own. And then mm-hmm. you have like Ocarina of Time and Wind Waker and then Twilight Princess. And that was like almost like another trilogy. And then they mm-hmm. started a whole new story with Skyward Sword and Breath of the Wild and now um, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the uh, Kingdom. Yeah. That's, that. I mean, you know, yeah. And then and you had a couple spinoffs here and there. Link's Awakening, stuff like that. Link's Awakening might make it for a good film. That was a cool story, and it was kind of standalone enough. But if they want to get into Ganon's backstory, I feel like like you might be right. Ocarina of Time is probably the best starting off point. Like if you were just gonna pick like a generic catch-all Zelda story, yeah. with all the pieces, that's that kind of it. That game really deserves a. It needs a remake. Made so for bad. now remake, yeah, for sure. I loved it back in the day, but dear God, I could not go back and play that. It's no. hard to play now. No, dude, dear I mean, not. That was barely God. enough console to accomplish that game. Yeah, in the year right? it came out, yep. let alone <clears throat> trying to go there now. I mean the the 3ds or. Yeah, the 3DS remakes are nice. Like, they're definitely got some nice quality of life upgrades and some right. extra we had the, visual paint. We had the GameCube upscanned edition, which was just the N64 version running at 480p. But Yeah, and that's still, like, there. there's definitely some, some rough edges to that oh, yeah. emulation at the time. Yeah. Um, 
just what say you um i would say uh you could solve all these problems and have into the zelda verse yeah have all of them into one movie that and Ah. honestly eddie i kind of agree with you i think that would totally work especially i've seen i i went and saw across the spider-verse last weekend with the kids yeah and it's really cool to see how they handle all of that yeah and it would be easy way out like robert tepper wouldn't agree with you but it's an easy way out (laughs) (laughs) there's no shortcut home well well played sir (laughs) good job i i applaud you sir yeah you're always you're always hitting home runs in our show real good Real yes. proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, definitely, it would be great to see, like, uh, kind of like a, it'd be like a history show with all the Zeldas in it, right. even Minish Cap and, I, and I, Oracle. I feel like, things. like we were talking earlier, the Zelda timeline isn't one timeline; it's multiple timelines that are all kind of like woven together. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why Zeldaverse would be perfect. Yeah, that maybe that's what they're going to do. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, hopefully they'll do a good job and hopefully we'll get some news when it comes out soon. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, let's go on to the next topic, which, uh, well, we're now uh, hitting our stride with the uh, splintered uh, showcase showdown since uh, E3 is no longer with us. We've been having a lot of showcases recently that uh, have been bringing out the latest uh, video game news, upcoming games, and one of the big hitters was uh, Summer Games Fest. Mm-hmm. Any chance watch any of those showcases, including the big one, and uh, any impressions? I've just been playing cleanup with a lot of the trailers. I didn't watch the show either because I don't know. Like In general, those things don't really appeal to me, and I kind of like to just pick a la carte like i want to watch this trailer sort of thing afterwards um which one uh, tickled your fancy which games well here's the here's the thing i i made a snide remark recently i know you're shocked Um, (laughs) no wait (laughs) i made a snide remark because like obviously like most of my gameplay and emotional bandwidth has just been occupied by street fighter six like so good the last week week and a half and we'll we'll dip hard into that later but at the same time that week we saw like the first sort of trailer for mortal kombat one and i was just like oh shit that series is still going like clearly in jest because obviously mortal kombat has continued to be quite a stable that sells enormously fucking awesome it does it actually looks i enjoyed really- the shit out of mk11 i know you guys are not big mortal kombat fans but i had so much fun with that fucking game nice. i'm yeah. looking forward to this next one there's no questioning the gameplay is still very good uh for that series a lot of people still enjoy playing the games and it looks like mortal kombat 1 which by it's the third mortal kombat one <laughs> go right. figure but anyways, nine yeah. nine was a reboot of the timeline, and now this one is another sort of pseudo reboot of yeah. the timeline, which is a good way to keep it fresh. Because, mm. and, and that's something that well, we'll, we'll get into that in the Street Fighter section. I won't even talk about it right now. Yeah, keep but, going. Uh, but Mortal Kombat One, uh, a lot of people are saying like uh, there are some people who actually tried the game and they loved it. Um, 
And a lot of people looking at the gameplay said, like, yeah, I'm so excited. It, it looks fun. Uh, just the gameplay looks solid. And yeah, let me add them, especially the, the tag mode. Well, not tag, but assist mode. The assist. The yeah. cameos with a K, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, no, yeah. I mean, I think, it, I think it's actually fairly clever myself as well. I mean, I like the reboot idea seeing those cameo characters from that first gameplay trailer with like um Kano and Sonya and Jack yeah. showing up are all pretty great. I mean, you know, th- that that's a series that's never had like it's never I mean, I understand that there is somewhat of a competitive scene about it, but by the same token, like I respect the fact that it's still like, well, this is a game and it's got a really long and interesting history. And everybody's got their favorite characters that live within it. And so they really seem to be like their fingers are on the pulse of what that community wants, you know, based on the response that those trailers got. So it's yeah. good. Game recognized game. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, I'd have to look it up. But I think the September 19th release date for it is actually 30 years removed from the OG from the mortal Monday. Oh, uh, are you talking about when it released on home talking about when it released on Genesis and super NES in 1993? Like, I wow. think they, they nailed that as like September 13th. Was okay. The original mortal Monday. Okay. This so that's is, still pretty close. <laughs> pretty cool. Yeah. No, I I respect that, and it's cool that they are I'm so just in glad, touch with their fans. I'm just super stoked that that we've got Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, and Tekken all like fucking knocking it out of the park and getting people into fighting games again. I mean, fighting games almost died, yep. and I feel like SF4 kind of resurrected them, and I'm yes. glad that it's kind of kept it going. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting too because like SF4 resurrected them. SF5 like, almost killed him. <laughs> somebody else, I want to say Max is talking about this, where like they really milked the living shit out of Street Fighter 4. Surprise, surprise. Because we got Super and then Arcade Edition. You know, I wasn't mad about that. And I then was Ultra. Ex- I, I was playing Ultra SF4 all the way up until recently because ha- only recently, only having an Xbox, we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, that's the only Street Fighter I could play because I didn't have access to SF5. So I was right. happy playing Ultra SF4. Yeah, yeah not I a mean, bad game. there was also, it's complicated because around the same time that they released Ultra was when Street Fighter Cross Tekken was also uh, a thing. That was a fucking turd. Well, the thing um, was, that, like, that was mishandled. Definitely mishandled. It was mishandled in a huge way. Like, you had basically the same character models showing up in that game from Ultra as DLC. On top of the whole gems fiasco, which was basically, like, the super microtransaction-driven, like, here, you can power up your character this way, which, like, we all know now that, like, if you insert, like power-ups into a fighting game that way like it just it just breaks the model like in a really unfun way i mean it's fine to have like costumes yeah skins new backgrounds to find on all that shit like fine you know but what enraged people was the fact it was on the disc already 
Yes. It wasn't separate. Yep. <laughs> so that was kind of the lingering taste in everyone's mouth when SF5 happened. And SF5 was absolutely SF5 just launch. like a woefully underdone, oh, yeah. underbaked, just it, it had such like it had such bald faced esports ambition about it and just so little attention paid to like well, what if you're not an esports person who's strictly looking for online experience with this game? Like, what are you getting out of it? And the answer was at the launch, basically nothing. Yeah. Um, and not <laughs> only that, um, Sony funded it. Right. So that right. had a, another influence on that because there's been a lot of debate on Capcom's health in general at that time, even though they had like all these great hits, like. MVC three, Mortal Kombat, um, Marvel versus Capcom three, Lost Planet came out, and uh, Dead Rising. Uh, that was also in the era where KG Inafune was like trying to push Capcom into making more westernized games. Mm-hmm. So that kind of had its real ups and downs. Like, yeah, they they had successful titles, but at the same time, they weren't profitable as a company. Mm-hmm. So they were really hurting for like stability, and yeah. I mean that was just that era when most of the Japanese publishers were really not moving into like the online-driven console era yeah. very well. Like they were all having different problems. Yeah, but yeah, it's different now. I think uh, they definitely recovered. But yeah, um, yeah. No, Capcom's made a huge recovery, and I'm definitely excited to dig deeper into um sf6 later on um getting back to summer games fest um i i like the trailer for sonic superstars that looks fun i'm interested my son was excited when he saw it nice yeah and we played the shit out of sonic mania yeah, yeah. Why, not, why not a good two and a half D Sonic game, right? Why right. not take a stab at that again? Yeah, it looks great. It looks like uh, it plays faithfully to the originals, and it just looks like uh, there's like a lot of interesting things that are going on. Like uh, I, I think you guys saw that part where you're kind of floating, but like first person, kind of third person view, but you're facing forward, and it looks like you're collecting stuff as well, like in a hmm. like a new bonus. You say game. that sounds like kind of a Sonic Adventure. Sort yeah, of thing. but but you're just floating there. It, it looked kind of interesting. I wasn't sure what was going on, but I was like, yeah, hmm. I, I want to try it out. I mean, it it looks like uh, that could be a popular Sonic compared to like uh, I guess uh, recent titles where it's been 3D. Like, uh, what's the recent one that came out? Frontier. That? Yeah, I don't know if people are talking about it still because. I I don't know. I, I, I watched the trailers for that and I was we, just like we have it here and my son played I don't know where he's at. He kinda got stuck at some spot and he just kinda stopped playing. Yeah. And but... it's funny because um he usually finishes stuff like we're working on a hundred percent star run on Super Mario three D world, him and I. And nice. uh but Sonic Frontier eh, he's not really feeling like he wants to go back to it, but we'll see. Yeah. yeah. I, I wonder what the problem is with that game because you know, I've only seen trailers, I haven't got a chance to play it yet, but um I I think uh with superstars a lot of people are amped about it because it's like a return to what made Sonic great. And yeah. that's the fast 2D 
like race around in a linear way, but in a good yeah, way. Yeah, I like mean, focus. like, I feel like translating Sonic to 3D has always been one of the hardest things that yeah. any developer had to do because it really, really worked as a 2D fast paced game and putting it into 3D was pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's not like Mario, where Mario Odyssey is really fun. It's really well, fun to be in Mario that kind Odyssey of world. wouldn't be here without Mario 64. Yeah, and ever since Mario 64, Mario 3D games, it took a while for us to get used to it with the cameras and everything. Yeah. But now the cameras are better, the controls are better, and Mario doesn't move like so fast that we can't, you know, control him or figure out what's going on. Right. And Sonic why- is a much, right, much faster character, so the 2D play field just worked better for that. Yeah. But speaking of 2D gameplay action in the 3D environment, uh, did you guys he- read about the Prince of Persia backlash? Oh my god, a lot of people saying like, it's 2D, I don't want it. <laughs> or other... Yeah, but Prince of Persia went 3D in what, 2007 when they did the Sands of Time? Yeah, yeah it was one, one thing... of the greatest 2D games of its time when it dropped. Like, it was the a revolution in animation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, <laughs> one of the things I saw, I was on Reddit, and um, I did not watch the new trailer, mm-hmm. but from what they're saying, it looks like it's a bunch of reused or possibly a game that was supposed to be a sequel to the Immortals Phoenix Rising series. It looks like they just took that and they rebranded it as Prince of Persia to maybe get more sales. Hmm. I don't know if that's true, but almost everybody on this thread on Reddit was like, oh my God, you're right. It looks exactly like a sequel to Immortals Phoenix Rising, but just with Prince of Persia like stamped mm. on top of it. I, See, I did I not like, hear that. Like, yeah. like not even knowing that though, and just looking at the trailer as I did a couple days ago, I thought it looked pretty cool. Like I thought, oh, like they took it in like a Metroidvania direction. Right. You know the internet, dude. People get fucking their panties all up in a bind. Yeah, yeah. I, but I'll be honest. Like for me, uh, I love the original Pr- Prince of Persia games, and mm-hmm. this game is a big departure from it. It looks like uh, what, like what I've seen from many Metroidvania games, and that's why I'm like, I don't know. But with all the backlash, now I'm actually wanting to play this game because I just, I don't know what kind of effect it's, it's doing. I played but... the first Sands of Time game way well, back in the day on the 360, but I haven't touched a Prince of Persia game since then. So, yeah, right. and I want to play Sands of Time really bad now because that was a time when I was really not into 3D at all. Because Well, you were in Japan because I had your 360. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah but i also just the fact that for me 3d gameplay was like ugh, it doesn't feel all that great um i think now i would try it out just because i just want to see what the hype was about but i think a lot of people were upset that this this game and not the sands of time rumored remake was not featured that's why people were downvoting it on youtube the sony trailer for it that's just the I, I, it's like the the classic stupid thing that seems to happen over and over again now is yeah. that there's a rumor about something that a lot of people want and then when the company when whoever put that out gets it wrong it's actually the company that is bringing out the game that ends up eating shit for it because then everybody's like ah this isn't what we were 
promise. It's like, well, stop putting all this fucking faith into rumors, you dumbasses. Like, <laughs> let the news happen. You yeah. know, like, I don't know. Like, it, it really like it's such a it's such a reminder that like you should never invest yourself that much in a the rumor mill or b like. I don't like who the fuck has time. Like, I don't even have time to play the games fully that I want to play, right. let alone spend time. Like I'm going to review bomb this game. Cause they didn't give me what I promised. Like who the fuck has time to do that? And it's not even out yet. It's just yeah. a trailer. Right. Jesus. Well, yeah, people need to calm down. I think I just think, uh, I mean, the guys who made Rayman legends made this game. So it could be good. It could be really yeah. good. So it could be, and I hope it is. You know, I mean, that's a that's another sort of cool and storied franchise that has kind of gone by the wayside. You know, but like, I don't know. Ubisoft is also a really weird bag of cash right. these days. Yeah, in terms I'm of not. Their I'm not a big fan of Ubisoft. things. <laughs> but Jordan Mechner, the creator of Prince of Persia, said, "Yeah, I saw it. It looks it looks interesting." You should, you should give it a chance. So we'll see. Um, right now, uh, let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, you'll be hearing from a fellow podcaster from the Ruminations Radio Network. Stick around. We'll be right back. You've seen Twin Peaks all the way through, but all you have are spoiler-free discussions? At Blue Rose Task Force Podcast, no information is classified and nothing beats the listening sensation when production history collides with deep theory. Put the coffee on. All right, we are back, gentlemen. Okay, now, uh, before we begin this latter half, uh, I want to wish Capcom uh, 40th anniversary Congratulations. Fucking eight, dude. Fucking yeah. <laughs> 40 like, years. Honestly, they sagged a little bit like five years ago, but the past two, three years, Jesus Christ, they are like Man. on fucking fire. Uh, I I couldn't be happier as a like a Capcom stand. I, that's They're like probably one of the best consistent third party developers right now. Like yeah. I have been so happy with tons of their releases. Yeah. If not the Right. I mean, especially after, like, you know, delivering really, really great Resident Evil remakes is one thing, and they definitely, like, button that down. Oh, my God. Fucking knock that shit out of the park. Yeah. But to not see... Not only remakes, but also new Resident Evils that are fucking amazing. Right. But to see Street Fighter come oh, back... Right. ...in this way, in this, like... Uh, here's the thing like we're gonna get into some nitpicks we're gonna talk about some issues some things that dog the online play etc etc yeah and all of that notwithstanding to have this game come out and thoroughly remind us of all the different things that make street fighter what it is from like cutting edge presentation really interesting character designs that sort of strange like street sensibility but also this weird like sense of humor that sort of softens the edges on things i uh, 
I, I have such an enormous amount of admiration and respect for how much they went back to the well and just seemed to have asked all the right questions. Like, what makes Street Fighter Street Fighter? How do we go back to like that world warrior vibe where it's like all these really different, interesting and weird fighters from all around the globe and fucking a, they did it. You know, like I'm just, I'm just completely gobsmacked by the fact that it not only managed to like the reception right now is nuts. Like everybody's just like, wow, this really like, there was such a bad taste in players' mouths after SF5, you know, the last season or two of DLC notwithstanding. Um, and it, it, I'm just, I, I don't even, I don't even have like the words for it. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> 1 million in one week, less than a week. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't even know when uh, Street Fighter Five hit 1 million. It probably was like months. Not till near the end. Yeah. Well, it sold uh, about seven million overall, but uh, I just want to know like how long it took one million to get one million or five, it, it, because it was that bad. I mean, when when I I, I keep saying when uh, I played it, uh, I was just frustrated with the online experience, and not only that, just as we said before, the bare bones feeling of it. We all knew it felt like it was just rushed and it was just like we were an afterthought. It was esports or go home type of feeling where it's like, uh, we just care about, you know, putting this on Evo and other tournaments and getting people ready to to play this in tournaments and uh the the normal casual guy, we, we don't care about <laughs> that's how it felt. But uh it it's just lovely to see how well it's doing now and uh just the i i think in japan it's been doing pretty well i think it uh sold about thirty five thousand units first week which is pretty good for a, a new game uh and of course playstation 4 playstation 5 sales that's split between them so but yeah definitely great you guys still there Yo. Yeah. Oh, okay. But yeah. Optimus, how are you feeling about it? I I overall love SF6 a lot. I have a couple nitpicks. We can get into that at some point when you want. But overall, I really love the game, the gameplay, the core mechanics, the design, the artwork. All that's fantastic. Hmm. I know. I guess that's sort of what it boils down to for me is like there's definitely a lot of games that have come out and done some of these online tidbits better. Uh huh. I suppose if you were going to pick a place for them to fuck up, that is still fixable. Like you can't fix like bad character design right. or bad art design or any of those things. Like, so if they aired, they definitely aired in the right place because they, they just, went so far out in terms of delivering something that is really beautiful and really steeped in all of that artistic excellence that the series has long been known for. I mean, to beat it in arcade mode and get like five different gallery pieces thrown your way, most of which are all of those fantastic 
Akiman, old school Bengus, Akiman. Man, I want to play this so bad. All of to get all of that, <laughs> like just a steady drip of that stuff. I'm just like. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, you know exactly also, uh, I heard uh, I heard stories about like uh, how you interact with the uh, the characters in the world tour mode, and they're like, there's some fighters like Ryu trying to get used to having a phone, mm-hmm. and you're communicating with them. <laughs> People are saying how hilarious that is, mm-hmm. and like interactions with Jury, and you would imagine Jury being uh, kind of like a, a sort of particular person, you know, since she's literally on a smartphone in her wind pose <laughs> right like you would imagine what her personality would be like when she's messaging you online and that's exactly who she is nice so it's just funny to hear stuff like that it really deepens the uh just the lore of that game and i can't wait to play it i'm desperately trying to i have a ps4 i have the game I need a monitor now, and that's all I need. So next month, I'm going to try to look for a serviceable monitor, and hopefully I can find one. Just don't punch it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't punch your monitor. I'm going to punch my monitor. (laughs) So if we are going to talk flaws with it, um, Hoptimus, would you like to talk about some of the online issues? Um, Okay. I mean... um... Overall, the entire menu system is really kind of clunky, and I kind of understand why I think they built this as three separate systems. You have the world tour mode, you have the battle hub mode, and then you have like the private fighting ground, fighting ground, the private, the arcade mode plus private game modes. It's almost like three separate systems, and that's part of the problem. Whenever you're in any of those systems, then there's multiple subsystems. So if you want to find your friends, you got to like click a different button on whichever console to pull up your profile look if your friends are online and then you don't really you don't get an alert when your friends are online like last night i was playing and i didn't even know our good buddy hyena was online until he's texting my phone like hey send me an invite by the time he's texting me that i was like oh my god dude i'm fucking fading i'm sorry i'm going to bed like (laughs) yeah i was like at this point i'm sorry i didn't see you online because the game didn't tell me you were online um I'm hoping they will fix some of that later. Um, the arcade mode stories are pretty fun. You have your choice of five rounds or 12 rounds. The five rounds is hilarious because one round is just beating up a big old uh, semi-truck, which is just silly. Um, but if you just want to get all the story of the characters and the endings, it's interesting. Um, have you played the 12? I have not tried the 12 yet. I probably will. Do you know about the other bonus mode? No. Yeah, you. <laughs> so you've missed what's probably my favorite. So it's basically like the the old Sean Perry oh thing. Oh, except shit. the opening voiceover says Perry the balls. Oh wow! <laughs> and you Perry. <laughs> wow. The basketballs being thrown at you. Now that uh, this goes back also to just like my outlook with the system in general, like. Yes, the game desperately needs the King of the Hill. Yeah, that's my my system. I know that's your chief complaint. My biggest complaint is if when you're doing a private game, and I understand why they really, really set this game up for tournaments, specifically online tournaments and bracket style tournaments, and that's how all the lobbies are. There's no King of the Hill mode at all. It's it's 
four separate 2v2 brackets in the lobby and you can set the amount of wins per team or rounds and then you can round robin from there but there's no actual like standard king of the hill or what i would call old school arcade put your quarter up on the machine mode like we played back in the day when we were teenagers when the original sf2 dropped in 1991 that's how it was that was that was the etiquette you took your quarter you put it on the machine the guy lost you got your quarter you dropped it in the machine you were next if you won you got to stay if you Mm -hmm. lost you had to get back to the end of the line that's just how it was yep right now there's not that mode and that annoys me but i'm dealing with it we played last night and it was a lot of fun i had a bunch of guys from the adult gamer playing and we had a good time nice Wow. So, I mean, overall, I love the game, the art, the graphics, the gameplay. Um, World Tour mode is okay, but with all the other games I'm playing right now, I'm like, eh, I just really want to play fighting. Like, Street Fighter has always, for me, been about the fighting mode, and especially fighting other people. So, the online mode is the most captivating for me um, at this time. Yeah, I mean, as far as World Tour mode, like... It sounds like I might enjoy it a little more than you do. Um, And that's mainly because, like, they made it such a Yakuza-style knockoff. Like, it's basically Yakuza, but with even more of, like, Street Fighter's sense of humor permeating the whole thing. Now, I mean, I'm genetically predisposed to automatically enjoying any sort of virtual world that's got a giant fucking Mike Hager statue in it. <laughs> I will freely right. admit to that. Um, number one, like the sheer amount of love for Final Fight in this game is ridiculous. Like, we just need more Final Fight characters. Yes, which I really hope we get more of those. I'd love to see Guy. I'd love to see Sodom. Um, all the above. Bring them in. Yes. Um, you don't have to bring Abigail, though. You can leave him. No, behind. you can leave that dude behind. <laughs> <laughs> it's really. A, yeah. Oh, well, it's interesting because um, some people were saying that, like, you can see evidence of that style with um, Marisa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, true. She, but like, she's much more like. Uh, like the the sheer size of Abigail was just like this really bizarre thing, and I get that it was just like the Hugo thing, but blown up even more with Street yeah. Fighter Five. But like, I don't, I don't miss that. I don't miss that character design, and I hope the game marches on without it. But um, no, man, uh, Drive Impact, like. That entire system system is is like the best refinement of that classic paper rock, yeah, scissor system, right? It really is. I mean, works really good. Yeah, it ties in a lot about the classic SF2 gameplay, and it was so built around like, well, this counters that, but you can do this move like to infinity, basically. And what they said was, hold on. Like, there needs to be a cost for doing these special moves or super moves or whatever. And so, thus far, like, it feels like it leans slightly more in the direction of, like, really aggressive gameplay, as I've seen thus far. And I'm sure, like, 
if somebody finds a way to break this game, like in like a turtleish manner, like I have a hard time seeing that based on what I've experienced of the engine thus far. But yeah, I, I think uh, it would be good to be like Guilty Gear where they actually punish you for turtling. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I feel but, like the but, aggressive players though are punished by the parry system with the with the new system and the throw counter. Like last night, I figured out a whole bunch of little tricks using that, and it was like it's it's it literally is paper rock scissors just mm-hmm. taken into a gameplay refinement, and it's just all about your timing, right? Because mm-hmm. the drive is slower than the parry. But the throw is faster than both the parry and the drive. Mm-hmm. But if you're trying to throw a drive, it's going to fail. But you can throw somebody that's doing the parry. It's really just super technical, and it's reaction time, really. And it reminds me a lot of the system they had in the uh, Xbox One Killer Instinct, just refined for Street Fighter style. Mm-hmm. What, what I like about Street Fighter Six so far from what I've seen... Um, it's just so brilliant, this drive gauge, because it ties in a lot of stuff that is in Street Fighter's history with uh, the EX moves from Street Fighter 3 and Street Fighter 4's uh, focus attack uh, uh, moves where you're absorbing hits or you're canceling out of uh, normals to dashes in to extend your combos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But at the same time, uh, the drive gauge is like it gives and it takes away because yep. oh, yeah. if you lose you can get severely your, punished yeah. too. when you lose your drive gauge then you then you run a chance of getting stunned and then yep. you're you're foobarred after exactly. that exactly and overdrive yeah. is such a game changer because i've seen videos where people are up and they thought oh i have this game won so they extend their combo right they, they use punish, up their drive push, right yep. and then they find out oh my god he's not dead yet or she's not dead yet and then they're like struggling to defend because when you have overdrive you have uh more recovery frames so people can just wail on you with special moves that also chip on you and the chip damage is permanent it's not be pretty brutal too yeah it's not white life it's basically once they chip it it's gone and they can corner you and they can do that move where you know they charge up and they hit you Usually you can counter with your own, but if you're in overdrive, you don't have that move anymore. And if you're in the corner, you'll get stunned. And then it's like a huge comeback in the making mm-hmm. if they hit that. It's so beautiful. It's like yeah, you don't you don't want to be in the corner in this game. No, especially if you don't have a death. drive gauge. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you use up your drive gauge, if you're stupid and you just wasted like no tomorrow, you're going to get completely owned in this game. I love it. I want to try this so bad. Yeah. It's such I think a you're going to have good, a damn good time yeah. playing it with Cammy, yeah. especially given all her new crazy new wrinkles. Exactly. She just looks amazing. I hope uh, I can train up really hard. So when it comes out in game centers here in Japan, I'll be more than competent. And whoever I play, just I just want to have a good time. But yeah, yeah. it's just a beautiful game. dude. I just... <laughs> It's, Jealous yeah, of you guys. All I'm doing is so playing good. Tears of the Kingdom, which is a oh, you know not rough. a bad consolation prize. Eddie, that's really rough, <laughs> dude. I've been playing every day since I got the game. Well, uh, I, I it took me a week to finally say, okay, I, I'm ready to play the game. And ever since I started, I was like, yeah. Uh, 
I don't think I'm going to finish it in another two months or three months. Like the first game took me two months to finish and that's playing every day. I think this game is going to be double that because it's just so much stuff to do. It doesn't feel like you're doing fetch quests or anything either. It, everything that you're doing is fun. They always have like a little spin on how you're doing something for someone or to get an item. It's always interesting and you're not just collecting Korok seeds or anything like that. You're doing fun stuff to get ahead in the game. And uh, Optimus, I know that you got to switch. Uh, I know, I know it's hard to share with your kids because, you know, you, you want your kids to play it, but I hope you get to play that game. But it's going to take a long time. I still haven't played Breath of the Wild. And, uh, yeah. Well, it'd be good as a son and game. I are working on a 100, 100% star run on 3D World, and then I'm still mm-hmm. working on Metroid Prime, the remaster. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, eventually. Yeah. yeah. We'll get to it. And, uh, I, James, uh, are you playing it at all? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I was getting some mileage out of it, and then SF6 happened. Um, I still curse the universe for deciding to release a Street Fighter, a Zelda, and a Final Fantasy in a six-week period. And Diablo Uh, 4. Good Lord. I mean, this is the summer of just, like, the heavy-duty all day suckers of franchises all coming back at once. Um, My, my impressions of Zelda thus far, like overwhelmingly positive. I mean, it's genuinely interesting to think about like the programming miracle. This game kind of represents, especially like game developers or software people who are just like, how is it doing all of this stuff in a world this big with a physics engine like this that allows for so much to happen yet it's still very playable and very intuitive and it's running on a tablet that consumes seven watts like that's weird you know what i mean so like i admire it from that standpoint but it's interesting to me that like I haven't played that many games where like I feel like I legit need to come up with a plan as to how I'm going to play and consume this game because it's that rare animal to me anyway where like if I sat down and just started setting off like even if I wasn't like oh well I want to get to the next story beat or the next bit in the campaign quote unquote I still could just run in one direction and start looking for shit. And that could consume the next 10 hours of my existence. Like no problem. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just that engrossing. Yeah. I mean, some people they're, they're content with just, okay, I'm just going to go with the story arc. Uh, I'm not really interested in the side quests and you can still play that game, beat the game and be satisfied with it. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, this game is kind of like it, it's a enveloping world that just everything that you see in the game is so interesting. Uh, Mm -hmm. just like the people in the game, how they changed from breath of the wild is very interesting. Right. Uh, and in general, the, the general storyline, why is this happening? What, why are all these events happening? You're engrossed in it. You want to know more. 
mm-hmm. and there's never a dull moment at yeah. all. That's why. And, and people are saying that like, I, I know a buddy who said, yeah, I got bored with breath of the wild, but this game, I'm actually really interested in it. It's really fun. It's yeah. I mean, I would say it's probably got like for me, like all time greatest, like opening scene of any sort of Zelda game remains like it raining on my super NES and a link to the past. Dude, I'm just right. a sucker for that. Like right. I will always remember firing that up and watching that little like thunderstorm, mm-hmm. you know, walking towards the castle and just being like, and the music. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So perfectly. However, just... yeah. the opening scene of T te- of uh, tears of the kingdom definitely gives it a run for its money. Nice. Oh, it's that, really that, that, effing that was cool. Don't, don't spoil it for Optimus yeah. here, but like, it's, it's great. Yeah, it's, it's really up, effing cool. It's, it's really so well. memorable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like, I love it. I have shamefully not played nearly as much of it as I would like to to this point. It's really funny. I was actually I was having a conversation with my boss. Um, she was experiencing much of the same qualms with it because she was like. I just haven't had enough time to spend with this thing. And then when I do sit down with it, it's like, well, God, how much, how much of my time should I burn? Because this thing is just like the all day sucker and you can spend as much time with it as, as like, if you let it just run, I I don't know. Like it just, it is the devourer of time and it's, it's just so friggin' engrossing. And the fact that you have this bloody, coherent world in which you can do all of these different things it's just we, we should ask uh, optimus for advice because he is not only a family man but he is also a fitness instructor and he's got <laughs> everything all his ducks in a row how do you do it my man how do you do Dude, that and I, still just, play video I games? just budget out the hours man it's yeah. like okay i got this man yeah i and so I want to publicly thank Microsoft for fucking up so bad. <laughs> I was waiting for this. That they Congratulations buy, on your PlayStation 5, by the way. They drove me to buy a PlayStation 5. And um, I am enjoying the hell out of Horizon Zero Dawn. I had heard so many good... I actually bought it. I had bought a PS4 like a year, year and a half ago used... And I was working on Last of Us, but I had picked up Horizon Zero Dawn, and then I ended up not finishing Last of Us. I got frustrated with that game. I ended up selling the PS4. And part of it is because I'm a whore. I need 60 frames a second. Sorry. 30 frames sucks. Um, But with the PS5, Horizon Zero Dawn runs at 60 frames 4K, and I totally got sucked into that. So I've been grinding that. And like I'll grind that for a couple hours a day, and then maybe the next day I've been working on Diablo Four. I've been slow on Diablo Four because, as any new game is, it's been hard on the servers. There's been some days where the servers are kind of wonky. Same with Street Fighter had some server issues. Street Fighter Six. So anytime any of those games are having server issues, I'm like, well, I'm just going to play Horizon because it's single player, and I don't even have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you go where the wind takes you, my friend. Right. Yep. <laughs> but um, I, but I mean, also on the PS5, I got a PS Plus subscription. I picked up the Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition was on sale, which gives you the Spider-Man 1 remaster and the Miles Morales game. Oh, my dude. God. As a Spider-Man fan, especially after seeing Across the Spider-Verse, I played the beginning of the Spider-Man 1 remaster, and I was like, oh, my God, with the ray tracing on those buildings. Ah, 
it's like heaven. Man. It's so beautiful. It's a really beautiful game. Oh my gosh, and it, and it's really fun. Yeah. Um, if I ever get a PlayStation Five, that'd be one of the first games I'd be playing. Spider-Man. It's super fun. It reminds me a lot of Crackdown in that you're the superhero, you know, and you get to have fun being a superhero. Uh, but it's that that standard open world kind of design. I've heard the second one, which is like 1.5 the Miles Morales game, was better at the side missions and not being so uh, narrative focused. No, like not so like um, beat you over the head with these side missions like the first one. And I've heard the second game looks like even more the one they showed at the PlayStation uh, presentation and also Summer play. Game Fest. Yeah, the mm-hmm. PlayStation State of Play. But overall, I, I'm re- it's really exciting now. I have access to basically all three consoles now. I don't have a gaming PC. I don't miss a gaming PC. I'm not anywhere looking for a gaming PC. That's got its own issues right now. I like, I like my, I like to turn on and my games are uploaded and they work. Yep. Um, so, but I'm, I'm, it's exciting to have a PlayStation again and be able to access a lot of these games. And I don't know what software trickery some of these PS developers are doing, but their way of handling what they call temporal injection or like, uh, anti-aliasing in the games just the games just look fucking incredible on that machine i was like how does this look so good i know this is not running true 4k it can't be running true 4k right. but it looks amazing yeah uh last question before we go uh optimus uh you're looking forward to final fantasy 16 i am actually i when i first saw the trailer i was like wow that actually looks really cool because i have not been interested in a final fantasy game since 10 yeah. so I heard there's a rumor coming out of nine and ten remasters, so we'll see. But sixteen looks re- it reminds me a lot of Dragon's Dogma, and I love Dragon's Dogma by Capcom, which they revealed that they're coming out with a Dragon's Dogma two. Yeah. And sixteen looks a lot like Dragon's Dogma as far as the um, combat systems go, that more real time thing, uh, which I enjoy. So I had every uh, intention of buying Final Fantasy 16 upon release, but man, I'm just I'm gonna wait a bit. I will probably wait for a sale, dude. My backlog now between the PS5 and the Xbox is kind of a lot of shit to catch up on, (laughs) and then Prime Remastered and all stuff on the switch yeah it's pretty bad right now yeah mm-hmm. i'm well, good all i know is, Which that is fine because a lot of games upon release day are kind of half baked so it's nice yeah. to be able to play games yeah. that work and the great thing about final fantasy 16 the developer said you're not going to need a day one update oh right. that's what they're hoping but they made it so that it's not going to be half baked it's what you see is what you get and it's, it's a nice awful. thing to hear yeah <laughs> we need more of that we need more of that. Uh, we need like penalties for people who do half baked games. <laughs> it just comes in the form of people not buying it, becoming very <laughs> disinterested or not buying them. I mean, or bad mouthing them on social media. Yeah. But, yeah. But then again, there's people that bad mouth games on social media who've never even played them. They just want to. Prince of Persia. <laughs> right. Yeah. But every day, every game should have its day in court. That's. That's the moral of today's story. Let's give it a chance. Yes, give peace a chance. Give Prince of Persia a chance. Oh, we're saying, <laughs> give games a chance. Yes. And uh, my my favorite saying: uh, "Be be a human, don't be a monster." Remember that. Remember that. YouTube, Optimus, spread the word. 
Please. We all know the word is bird. Yes, it is. But or grease. No. <laughs> bird is the word. Thank you for listening. Uh, oh God, it hurts! Is a part of Ruminations Radio Network, and please check out the website at ruminationsradionetwork.com, where you can find our podcast and many other great ones, like Optimus's podcast. Tell us about your podcast, sir. All right, Retro Futures Culture. I actually just recorded a really cool new episode all about Tron with Tony from Tony's Tall Tales, and he's got some inside info because he worked for Disney as Tron Legacy released. Oh, nice. So check that out at RuminationsRadioNetwork.com. I probably will after this show, definitely. Woo. I love Tron. Uh, James, you got anything to plug? Uh, no. No? <laughs> okay. Um, no, actually, you know what? If you want some free wins, uh, you can find me on Street Fighter Six. Um, yeah, just come find me well, on there. What's the nickname, please? Oh God, I can't even remember what fucking nickname. Project Icarus with a one. That's right. Yeah, Project Icarus with a one for the eye. Okay, you will find me. Okay, uh, and uh, Optimus uh, has another podcast called the uh, Adult Gamer, which I love. I always listen to. Check them out at theadultgamer.com, I believe. Is that correct? Correct. And if you're looking for a gaming community of adults, you want to hook up and play games, Diablo 4 is currently on fire. Come check us out at theadultgamer.com. Nice. And then uh, we are on social media, HZ on Instagram and Twitter. I am also on Twitter and Instagram at GameAgentET. Thank you so much for listening today. We love you all. You are our favorite people, just as we are your favorite podcast. Thank you. Goodbye. I got her. I got her. Adieu. <laughs> 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 <laughs>